Um, what's up, everybody? This is the fifth quarter um, with Jace Daniels. Um, this is day three of um, our pod week we was doing. We missed. Um, we didn't miss yesterday. We're just moving it to a different day. Um, but um, today we got my, my man, Corey Smith. He used to coach me um, with uh, OKC Energy back in like middle school. Um, he was at Heritage Hall, PC North. Um, you know what I'm saying? So kind of go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell me about yourself a little bit, man. What's up, big dog? Man, I appreciate you having me today. Uh, yeah, Jace, you know, you've come a long way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, remember when your mom, you know, brought you to the gym. And, you know, I know Marquise, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, they said, hey, let's get this guy going. And you've always had a, uh, a, a good motor, you know, good athleticism, yeah. man. But we just had to get that attitude in check. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about that today, too, man. You know, but yeah, the potential was always there, man. So it's been fun to watch you, you know, mm-hmm. grow into the uh, young man that you are today, man. And you still got a long, you know, yeah. a lot of potential left, yeah. man. So, you know, um, Corey's seen a couple times me um, get into it with my people, man, mm-hmm. about my attitude when I was mm-hmm. little, man. I had to get that under wraps. It was, I don't know what it was, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It was just a, I don't know. I talked about it the other day. A little bit, but middle school wasn't that. Middle school was something way different. Like I was just tripping all the time, all the time. Um, but now you was at Heritage Hall um, for how long were you up there for? Yeah, uh, six years. Six years. Yeah, I six was years. at Heritage Hall for okay. six years. And then uh, PC North after that. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of just talk about the coaching experiences at those two places a little bit. Yeah, so I just spent the last year mm-hmm. uh, this past year at PC North. Yep. So uh, over at Heritage Hall, I mean, it is. Heritage Hall and PC North, yeah. there's a lot of things that are the same, a lot of things that are different, yeah. you know, uh, when it comes to just the type of uh, commitment and dedication, you mm-hmm. know, uh, when you're at a private school, kids yeah. have a lot of other extracurricular activities, yeah. you know, they'll go on vacations, you know, skiing and, you know, to the beach and, you know, they yeah. play three sports every year because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just that love and passion for basketball isn't there like you would see at, you know, yeah. a school like PC North. So, and not to say that the kids weren't dedicated mm-hmm. when they were in season. But it was just different. It's just different because, yeah. you know, they'll go from football to basketball to baseball to golf, you know, some swam, you know. So it's just like that kind of the multi-sport athlete or athletes not just focusing on basketball, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, versus you go to PC North. I mean, from day one, you know, we got 10, 12, 15 guys in the gym in the morning after practice. You know, guys are really willing to grind it out because that was their thing. Yeah. Hooping was their thing. You know, they played 12 months out of the year. It was no, you know, long gaps to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was really, you know, the biggest, uh, I would say the biggest difference, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to success. You know, when I was at Heritage Hall, you know, we had some dudes, man, and you know, the most, you know, notable one is Trey Alexander. Mm-hmm. You know, we won a lot of games, yep. you know, with Trey and, you know, then CJ and Sebastian Perry and some other guys came up behind him mm-hmm. and kind of carried the tradition on, you yep. know. But, you know, we decided to transition and move CJ to PC North mm-hmm. just because we wanted, you know, a bigger uh, platform for him yeah. playing 6A. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, even at the 6A level, he was able to play more of his natural position at 6-7. He can you know, be a little bit more versatile mm-hmm. versus being kind of pigeonholed and being a yeah. post player because he's the tallest kid on the team yeah. type of situation. So yeah. it was a good good decision. You know, it was a tough decision to move yeah. his senior year, but it was a good decision, you yeah. know, and I think uh, he's a better player uh, because he did that. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely 
like I said, I've watched, I watched y'all play um, at Norman. And I watched a couple other games last year. And, like, I told Marquise as soon as I left that game, like, CJ's a whole different player. And, like, you know, it's a big jump, you know, for Mills because I used to play with him with energy. But just seeing, like, the aggressiveness he had, you know, it's like it just looked a lot different. And now working out with him more, like, first off, I, I, I did not know he got that much taller. Like, he was, man, man, he was, man, we would practice. I used to be able to push him around when we was little. Like, oh, now he's like six, seven, and like I can't even budge him now. So, um, being around him and workouts and stuff is definitely, he's definitely um, made a big improvement in that. Um, and I can't wait to see where he goes next year as long as college wise. Um, one of them I kind of th- uh, thought of, you know, you've coached a lot. What's, not, what's kind of your philosophy um, coaching wise with kids and stuff like that? It depends on the age. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I first started coaching, well, I've been coaching for 15 years yeah and you know i just got into it because a a dad friend of mine asked me to coach i wasn't even coaching cj i was coaching some other kids Mm -hmm. and it was just you know a favor you know and then cj got to the age where he was ready to start playing so started coaching him and then i formed formed a team of a super team you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like all the kids who were in the sixth grade you know really good yeah yeah really good so um, things got really competitive really fast and um, it quickly helped me realize that that's not really the best route for me mm-hmm. you know what I mean trying to keep up with all the traveling shoe sponsor you know teams yeah. and, and kids at that time I just realized man when you're in the sixth grade I quickly realized it ain't that serious yeah yeah it's not that serious yeah you know so um, you know, me and a buddy of mine, shout out to Russell Davis, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about nine years ago, we decided, man, to really kick energy off and expand into a legitimate organization. You know, mm-hmm. we started off our first summer with three teams. Within two years, we had 18 teams, yeah. you know. And my philosophy ever since I dealt with that super team was teach guys, give them all the opportunity, all the skills, all the training that you'll get with the highest level, you know, when I say highest level, middle school, high school, yeah. you know, uh, that you're going to get in Oklahoma without requiring them to feel like they need to have the pressure of being the best. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give them, uh, the IQ that they need. I'm going to push them and challenge them the way that I feel like middle school and high school players should be challenged, but I'm not going to go just find the best players and only coach them because they're the most talented. Mm-hmm. I think that, a lot of guys and a lot of kids get overlooked and miss out on a lot of good lessons just because you're not the best right now. You get pushed to the side. Just keep working. Keep working. If you believe in yourself, keep working. And I believe that that hard work will pay off. Yeah. You know, So that's what energy basketball is about for me yeah. is I don't need the best players. I'm not looking for the best players. I want the guys who are going to show up, work, work hard, hard yeah. be consistent, and be a good teammate. Yeah. You know, And then from there, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, so – that's really what I believe. And when it gets to becoming more competitive, it is. Hey, hard work speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, when you slack off, it will show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the guys who are consistently growing are the guys who are consistently doing it when no one's around. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, you know, for me, that's really, I'm a firm believer in, you know, just keep pushing. Don't look at the guy next to you on your right and to your left. Don't look at the girl to your right and to your left. Stay in your lane, focus on you, and it will pay off. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like I said, you coached high school um, this last year. Uh, I have I don't know a lot of um, 
you know, signing some players that to look out for coming up. Um, what kind of what players in Oklahoma City, you know, kind of coming up? Because um, I don't know, I don't know any of them. Yeah, for sure. I'm a little bit out of touch, a little bit, you know, especially as you know, CJ is graduating. Yeah. So I don't even know if I'm going to coach next year at all. But uh-huh. I'll tell you this: PC North has some dudes, man, that yeah. I'm really uh, impressed with and excited to see. Uh, you know, kind of step forward, man. Kai Brown and Anthony Leonard to yeah. start. And those two dudes can go. Yeah. They yeah. can go. They can flat out go. And they're going to put a lot of people on notice. You know, and then they got some young guys. Um, Makai Thomas, you know, uh, Avery Lehman, you know, two younger guys that I really like, man, that I think will get on. You know, I think they're under the radar right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, um, you know, then, you know, you kind of start looking around, man. There's plenty of kids. There's a kid at uh, Edmond Santa Fe High School. His name is Landon. This mm-hmm. kid is probably one of the toughest, most natural athletes I've seen and I've coached, period. Mm-hmm. This kid, I don't know if he's going to be an NFL football player <laughs> yeah. or NBA basketball player, but yeah. the kid is special, man. And he's he's kind of under under the radar. Yeah. You know, those are kids I really, you know, uh, enjoy watching kind of mm-hmm. grow up and grow through it. Not the ones who you know are going to be good. Yeah, you know, yeah. Montanati kid, he's yeah. he's already top 20 in the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like He's, he's going to be there. He's yeah. fine. CJ... Mixing out of weather for big fan of his game, you know. Just I like tough kids who who play hard, who are level headed, who keep you know kind of keep the game with a and play the game with a good uh, you know with a good attitude. Yeah. Man. So those are the type of guys that you know I really try to watch. And so yeah, there's plenty of talent. Yeah. I will say this, man. Oklahoma just continues to you know breed more and more uh, high, highly talented guys, and a lot of them continue to be overlooked. So. Yeah. I'm hoping the platform, you know, will continue to expand with some of these grassroots tournaments and and things like that, man. Because yeah. there's only so much room on uh, the shoe shoe sponsor teams, yeah. you know. So yeah. some of these guys just get overlooked, and you know, it's easy to just go straight to Team Griffin or Trey Young, mm-hmm. or, you know, some yeah. of those teams to look for the dudes. But there's plenty around. Yeah. Um, speaking of those grassroots and this AAU stuff, um, how do you feel kind of about like the New Balance stuff, for example? Because I didn't have that, you know, going up and it seems like a big deal. Um, like going on and stuff, kind of just helping, um, basically just promote these guys. Kind of, kind of give your thoughts on on that as well. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I do. I love it. Um, I think it gives the underdogs a chance. Yeah. You know, before that, it's hard to kind of figure out like a schedule. You know, the biggest thing you know for coaches and organizations is figuring out where you should be if you want to give these players a chance to get the exposure that yeah. they need with colleges. You know, for me, none of that stuff's really important until. Honestly, 16 U, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, um, you know, when it's that time, you know, I think that the next pro, the prep hoops and things like that, those those circuits are good because only so many kids and so many teams can fit with the, the shoe circuit. So, yeah. yeah, no, I've been to the tournaments and I've seen, I mean, dozens and dozens of – it doesn't have to be D1, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody looks for the D1 names, but – you know, as long as you're getting coaches in the gym that could give players a free education, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. And those organizations, those circuits are giving and legitimately putting on high-quality, you know, events that give, um, you know, give players a chance, man. Yeah. And, and that's and that's what all they, you know, everyone should be working for is a chance. You know, if you want to go to college and to play basketball, you know, go get on a team that's taking you to events and that's going to get you the right, for right sure. amount of exposure for the level that you're at. If you're not a D1 guy, 
you know, you don't need to go try to be in front of a whole bunch of D1 coaches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get school paid for, whether it's JUCO, D2, whatever, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's plenty of opportunities. You just got to be in front of the coaches so they can see you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I've kind of been a person because people put so much, like, thought into, like, oh, I have to be D1. I have to be two. As long as you're getting your school paid for and getting an education, like, that's all that matters. And I'm at a JUCO right now, like, there's Division One guys in JUCO, Division Two. I went to my first Jamboree. I was like, man, like, why is he? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, mm-hmm. you don't. So it's definitely um, something like a lot of people kind of putting the thought into. But it's like, as long as you're getting your education paid for, it, that's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also speaking on that as well, I see because we have runs up at um, OAC, um, and I see you know you over there coaching your son and stuff up like that. What is um, something that you would say high school players getting ready for college would need? Because I think um, there's a lot of adjustment, especially for me going into college. Just the game is just a lot different. Speed's different. Every the whole nine yards is different. So, kind of, what would you um, say, high school kids? You know, need to transition into that college game and stuff like that. First off, shout out to OAC. That's where all the best athletes are getting working. Mm-hmm. Right now. So, yep. you guys, if you're wanting to get your game right, you know, come up to OAC. You know, we do a little bit of everything, sports performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the hoopers are, are in, in there now. All the time. We got recovery. We got the pools, you know, swimming pools, get some cross training in. So anybody who's trying to get their game right, you need to come up to OAC. You know, that's where I'm at. Shame yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, for me, I really believe that um, high school guys transitioning. Because I played junior college. I played Division One and I played Division Two basketball. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest jump, physic- you need to be physically prepared, Yeah. whether that's strength, conditioning, um, and then you have to be – the guys who have the most success are the ones who understand how to play with other talented guys. When you go to college, there aren't bums. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like when you see guys in the NBA who, who are riding the bench. The people don't realize they that play. guy on the end of the bench in the NBA averaged 20 yeah. points somewhere in college. Yeah. It's the same thing when you get to college. You know, those guys who were at a JUCO, the guys who were in a D2, they were the one of the top two or three players on their team in mm-hmm. high school. So don't think because you're at a certain level that guys can't hoop. Yeah. Everybody can play. Yeah. So you got to make sure that you can separate yourself. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So whatever that coach is recruiting, I tell freshmen this all the time. You might think that you're this position. You might think you're a two guard. You might think you're a, the big guys who think they're a guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might think you're a shooter and you really shot 30% from three <laughs> the year before. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Do whatever it takes to get on the floor. Yeah. As a freshman, whether you're in high school, going to high school, if you're a freshman going into college, what don't dismiss who you what you think and listen to your coaches if they say you need to do this as a freshman you go out and you do that Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying if you're the best screener and rebounder on the team be the best screener and rebounder on the team if you're they brought you in to be a shooter you better be getting your reps in you see what i'm saying like and at the bare minimum man coaches want guys who play hard Mm -hmm. if you don't play hard it's going to be hard for you to be on the floor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would tell young guys, man, like playing hard is something that coaches don't want to coach. Like you need to understand that's a requirement, yeah. period. You know what I mean? Everything else can fall in line after that. You're going to make and miss shots. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to turn the ball over. 
coaches can live with that if you're giving a hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so as a freshman, you gotta understand you gotta learn what it really looks like to play hard. Yeah. And um, to work hard every day. Yeah. I was gonna say something as well add to that and um you can kinda cut in whenever you want to. Um I also think your mindset kinda plays into it because again, you've been around me as someone who, you know, had a not a bad mindset, but you know, was a very emotional person and kinda let things determine how he was, you know what I'm saying? You have to change that. Um, and I always talk talk to people about that all the time in college. That was my biggest. I wasn't a, you know, a cheerleader type person. I never was, ever in high school. And this is even Juco, but just being around those guys and still showing what it needs to win because we weren't a bad team. We were third in conference. One, we were number one at one point, top 25 team in um, the nation at one point. Like, we were a very good team. And just being around um, a winning type of What's the word I'm looking for? Wing type of culture. culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. culture. Um, changed my mindset to where I'm – that's all I do as a cheerleader person. I was never that. But being around that kind of helped me become that. Um, and so that's also one thing I think. Um, yeah, no a lot, doubt. Yeah, no a doubt. lot of high school people, um, high school kids need or change their, you know what I'm saying, stuff no like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and it all depends on where you are. Everybody goes into college or even goes into high school at a different level, right? Yeah. Um, have a chip on your shoulder. There's nothing wrong with having a chip on your shoulder. There's nothing wrong with challenging your teammates every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and if you think you're the best player, I don't care how old you are. That's fine. Think you're the best player on the team, but you got to go show it. Yeah, every You got to go show it. But then on the flip side of that, you still got to support your teammates. Yeah. Right? Like, um, let your coaches be the ones who get on your teammates and to challenge you guys, you know what I'm saying, and critique you guys pick each other up. And the best way to do that is just, you know, love each other and love being a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? And I love being a part of the team. Some of my best friends, I got a scar over my eye right now from fights in yeah. college. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But guess what? They, you know, on the weekends, we're still going, you know, to back to Oklahoma City or back to Tulsa to hang out. We're still, boy, we're going back to the dorms to play video games or whatever. But when you're on the court, challenge each other to be better, but at the same time, remember it's still a brotherhood. Yeah, for sure. Know? And for that's, sure. That's a fine balance. Don't think that you're better than the sum of the team. You know, you got to be a part of the team. Everybody has a different role in that team dynamic. But at the same time, you got to make sure that you don't think you are the team or you are above the team. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, those adjustments um, going into college was like, forget the the success we had. Like, the that that's the stuff that I mm-hmm. mainly remember. Like we won games, whatever. But the main part, because again, I never like I said, I don't know. I just was never that, um, and it's just a crazy transition I made. Because if you would have told me that, I'd be like, you're crazy. I just I thought it was corny, like that cheerleader. Come on, guys, let's go. I thought that was so corny. I hated it. Every single coach I've ever had in my life wanted me to be that, mm-hmm. and I just could I couldn't do it. And like I said, it was just that was a big thing for me to. Um, definitely change into growing to that type of player and it's made me a, even a better person just around my family and stuff and sure. sure. off the court like sure. it just makes me a better person yeah. um and that's what a lot of ba- basketball also does is what is make you a better person once you make those transitions and, yeah no doubt and you know even just along those same lines i mean talent alone is going to win you games yeah right like if you have a team full of guys who can't hoop you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. It's just point blank period. You're going to win very, very – I don't care how good of a coach you have. If the talent's not there, you're going to struggle, right? So if you have talented players, you're going to win games. Yeah. Now, if you want to be a championship-level team, 
you got to be what you're saying, mm-hmm. which is you got to have a whole bunch of guys who are buying in to the team philosophy, a whole bunch of guys who are fighting for each other. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But who also have talent. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, I've coached teams with very little talent that are, will run through a wall for me, who mm-hmm. have great have great attitudes, but the talent's not there. So sometimes you just get overmatched, right? Then I've had teams and I've been a part of teams who've won state championships in high school. You know what I mean? Who the guys bought in, Mm -hmm. everybody bought in, everybody believed. Every day wasn't, you know, a cakewalk, but they believed. And those teams are championship level teams. That's what make you a champion. Not just how high you can jump or your, your free throw and three point percentage. It's, being able to play as a team, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you look at the Warriors, like you can see their team culture. You can see it, you know what I'm saying? You can look on the bench, you can see the interactions with the guys, you can see how freely the ball moves. It's because they believe that it's going to be the best benefit for, for the team to make that extra pass or to be standing up on the sidelines cheering their guys on, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's a, it's, it's, it's a mindset that you have to adopt regardless of what your role is. Every every team has the superstar and every team has the guy who's trying to figure it out. So whatever your role is, you got to believe in your team. Mm. Um, I also, because I was thinking about this as you was talking, um, this, again, just this past season, this was probably the most talented team I've also had. But, I mean, I've talked about it on here with the former teammates, and if you ask any of them now, they'll tell you this was probably the most selfish team I was ever part of. But, you know, that's junior college. And when we, when we had to figure it out, we figured it out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when we wasn't and we was being selfish, that's when we would lose the games. There's yeah. multiple games I could have talked to, I could tell you about where it was selfishness is why we lost. Yeah. Like someone gets subbed out. And, I mean, I guess that comes, you know, with a lot of talented people on the same team. You know, they all want to get theirs, especially in a junior college. You know, you're trying to make it out. That's not the final destination. Um, so I think – I'm not saying every team with a lot of talent is like that, but that comes with, you know, having – a very talented team. Everybody thinks they're, you know, the best guy on the team. You got to learn your roles in that that way. Um, but um, again, still talking about um, this college college stuff. Um, like I said, I see you again coaching uh, CJ all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of one of the one of the things you kind of because I I like you know so I just see you like what are the kind of things you kind of um, just tell him when it comes to playing against those pro guys we have during those runs and stuff. I'll tell CJ learn. Mm-hmm. Learn. That's what I like. That's why I love those those workouts with them because I'm learning so yeah. much. Shout out to Aaron, uh, Obi, Juice. Yep. You know, um, you guys have been working with those guys consistently. And even over the last six, eight weeks, man, I see a big change. Mm-hmm. You know, I see you guys in those five-on-five settings, you know, taking over the game. Yeah. You know, against guys who've been doing this a lot longer than you, who are more experienced than you, you know what I mean? Because you're learning how to play the game the right way. Yeah. Um, and so the biggest thing is when you're, you know, when you're around pros, they show you the small things. It's, you guys have been doing drills. I mean, you guys are drill guys, <laughs> man, more than you got to understand. Back in the day, man, like 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, we weren't in the gym doing drills like this. We yeah. were in the gym yeah. way more. We'll get our shots up. We'll work on some skill stuff, but we're hooping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two on two, three on five on five. I mean, every day in the summer, OCU over at PCO. I mean, it didn't matter. We were somewhere in the gym hooping. Yeah. Um, but I watch the pros. Like I wish you young guys would pay attention to small things. They get there 15 minutes early. They're stretching. They're they're doing mobility work with bands. 
I saw DB uh, Burton from the, you know, mm, play. Yeah, yeah. He was done hooping. He didn't just take his shoes off, sit down, get on his phone. He sat there and stretched for 15 minutes yeah, after he was done hooping. Yeah. Because he understands, man, you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, learn the small things from him, man. Like, what does it take to really be a pro? And it's a mindset. You know, it's not just how good my jumper is. Again, it's not, you know, how my handle is. It's, it's so much more around that, man. If you really want to be a pro, you got to have a pro mindset mm. when you approach your recovery, when you approach your nutrition. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to consistent work on your body and on your game. You know, pros do it like it's a job. It's a routine. You know, I was talking to Obi yesterday, and I've heard this a thousand times, but it is. It's something I want to repeat is you the way you do one thing is how you're going to do everything. But, yeah, so, you know, young guys, learning from pros, man, I think that's one of the biggest things. And the second thing is, you know, the physicality of it and then learning how to play with better pace. Mm -hmm. You know, I think high school and even college guys want to play so fast. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Instead of pace, you know, you need to be playing between the five and the seven. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then when you're in transition, maybe you kick it up a little bit. But, you know, young guys try to play too fast. Yeah. And don't. You play too fast, you're going to miss the easy things because you're not reading the game like you yeah. should be. So slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think that's one thing that, that young guys can learn. And then just the confidence that comes along. I'm, I've been I've been going at a pro all summer. Mm -hmm. When I get to high school or I get to college, this is – you got to lunch. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. versus, you know, the guys you've been working out with all summer. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's really one of the biggest advantages to me because confidence is – everything yeah. you know and i've seen that in you this summer your confidence in your shot your confidence in your ability to create man mm -hmm. is, is is man it's grown so much yeah. and I, you know you can contribute to you know the guys that you've been having to figure it out against yeah you know yeah I mean? no definitely um like that was even i talk about this a lot defensively um learning from like not even Obi and them, but even when I was in college or in school, learning from Jordan and uh, Dede every day. You know, mm -hmm. there was a guys in front of me, um, learning from them mainly defensively, having to guard those guys every day. I was, I've never played defense. I hated defense all through my life, and like defense is something now I take pride in. Um, mm -hmm. Just again going against those guys every single day, um, learning tendencies, learning things like that. They're both smaller, faster guards. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it just it, that's helped me in that case as well. Um, and we was talking about this the other day. We had my um, old teammate. He's running his track at Langston now. Um, Gabe, we were kind of talking about just working out and stuff like that. Because if you don't know, I don't have. I work out. I get in up in the morning with Aaron and them. And literally throughout the day, I'm like, I don't work. Like I'm doing workout stuff all day. I come home to do this podcast, and then like literally after this, I'm about to go play basketball and then lift again. Um, so like. Like the social life, you kind of, I really don't have one, if that makes sense. But well, I don't want to make it sound like I'm just, you know, always working out, like no fun. But how would you say you would balance, you know, saying staying on course, but also having, you know, fun with, you know, stuff like that? Because that's something I struggle with. Yeah, I don't, yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, basketball is not everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I will say that, man, just because I feel like a lot of times um, you guys need to find a balance in life. You yeah. know what I mean? But I would say it should be one of the most important things, especially if you want to be a pro, if you want to have a successful college or high school career. So I would say the best thing you can do to find that balance is have a plan. Yeah. 
if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. So you can work out three times in a day and still have time to do things that you enjoy. Yeah. You can't do that if you get up at 10 o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't do that if you are on the video games for six hours until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Get up in the morning early, get your first workout done by nine. Mm-hmm. Go home, chill for a couple of hours, eat you a good meal. Like you said, get up, you can lift. You can lift and shoot in the same Time hour and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like get then like you said, at the end of the night or in in the evening, get your good running. You know what I mean? Some good five on five. You know, and that's the type of routine you should be having. Okay, these days I'm doing this, these days I'm doing this. These days I'm doing this, and here are the time frames I'm gonna do it in. If you don't have a plan, it's gonna fail. Yeah. Period. You're gonna find excuses, and oh, if you already have this on your calendar, so when somebody does hit you up, hey, you want to go do this, man? I can do it after my workout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you could be done with your workouts and your game or whatever by six o'clock. You're good for the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or some days you might not start your workouts till noon. So, hey, I'm going to hang out with my boys, you know, go watch a movie with my girlfriend or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And then I might stop, not do anything till, till noon the next day. But it's planned. If you don't have a plan, you will fail. Mm-hmm. And when you continue to skip and be inconsistent, guess what? You're going to have you're gonna practices. Yeah. You're going to have games where you're going to be inconsistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. Once you get your routine down, man, it's, it's not hard, man. It has to be a priority. Yeah. But have fun. Enjoy being a teenager. Enjoy your 20s. These are the best times of your life. Mm-hmm. You have minimal responsibility. <laughs> you guys don't have a family. You guys don't have a bunch of bills. You guys don't have a career. Enjoy being 15, 18, 21, 24 enjoy these years and because I guarantee you this you're going to look back when you're an old man like me and be like man that time was great or man I regret that yeah, right? yeah. so you're never going to make all the right decisions but give yourself some grace because you guys are going to make a lot of mistakes but listen to people who are trying listen to your parents listen to people who you can trust that will help guide you and even if you don't want to hear it mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't want to hear it Listen to those people who really have your best interests at heart. Yeah, um, that was uh, we was talking about that the other day, kind of just because you know Gabe he runs track. He's I'm in the same situation of how do you you know balance that mm-hmm. and like again I don't want to make it just sound like oh I'm just always working out like you know but it is like it is like I don't really do anything mm-hmm. else outside of workout. It's like, a sacrifice. Yeah, it is. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice for something you really want, mm-hmm. and that's important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta if you really want something, you're gonna have to give something up. Yeah. Because if anybody if if it was easy, everybody, everybody would do, do it. it. Yeah. It really, and that's a, a true statement, man. So understand when I say like. You, you can, it's a balance, but you got to make sure inside of your 24 hour day, you got to prioritize what's most important. Mm-hmm. And then there's plenty of time at you all's age to do the other stuff. Yeah. And when I say the other stuff, that means things that won't be a detriment to, De- your, yep. to your success. That won't hurt you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I do think, man, I'm just going to touch on it real quick. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of like our culture now. It's, it's really accepting of uh, substance abuse, yep. man, you know what I'm saying? And I just think that it's uh, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, people, young men and young women are misguided on the effects of it. 
you know what I'm saying? Especially like, you know, smoking weed and, yeah. and, and things like that. And I think there's nothing positive that's going to come out of that. It doesn't help you in either way. You know what I mean? Like, you can say, oh, man, I, I play better. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? I heard guys say all kind of stuff, yeah. man, like that. And I just really believe, man, that, you know, there's, there's effects that negatively, even, uh, you know, like socially there's effects. You know, like in your career there's things that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's so many factors that, your hurdles you already have to get over. Yep. Don't put things in front of you that makes it that much harder. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So try to make these try to make decisions, man. Try to put things in your body, you know what I mean, that's gonna help, help you. You, you yep. know what I'm for saying? For sure, for sure. Um you know, I, I like I said for my for college, like you know, freshman year, like I had my fun, the college experience I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. I, I did that. And so like now especially even last summer, like you know, like I worked out and stuff, but it wasn't like this month, because I got the sophomore year of JUCO, like I gotta make it happen now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't got another chance after this. So, I don't know. It was like I said, it was something we talked about the other day, kind of just having to be able to balance that out. Because like, I still struggle. I told my mom literally two days ago, like I'm never around here. Like mm-hmm. they see me in the morning when I get up, and then they don't see me probably till 11 p.m., 12 o'clock at night when I get home. Mm-hmm. And then if they come home during this time when I'm doing a podcast, that's it. Um, on weekends, like Emory plays games, I don't be in on the games because I got basketball stuff going. And so I just, I'm still struggling trying to balance, you know, both sides of it, but um, I'm trying to, you know, figure things out um, yeah. in that way. It's always a balance, man. And there's going to be things that you wish you could do, you know what I mean, that you do have to sacrifice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But definitely don't sacrifice too much of your family time because yeah. there's nothing more important than your family. Man. Yeah. So, you know, definitely make sure that you show mom's love and, you know, you got to look out for. You know your siblings and yeah. things like that. Well, I think she like I'm. I think like they don't have it because they know I'm out here. You yeah, know, you're doing the right stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. what was um he like I said you coach and stuff. What was some adversities you went through as a coach, and then um how did you handle those different adversities um, that came your way? As a coach, I mean dealing with you're dealing with people at the yeah. end of the day when you're coaching. So um, the hardest part is getting parents and getting players all moving in the same direction. Yeah. The on-court stuff is the easiest. Mm-hmm. You know, we do it because we love the hoop. We love basketball. We love helping people. Mm-hmm. That's what coaching is. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're making it to the, you know, power five, you know, um, college level to the pros, you're not getting paid like that to coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's getting rich off of coaching youth, high school, or even, you know, uh, small school college basketball. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, understand, like, People, parents, players got to understand where their coach's intentions are. Yeah. It's to help. You know what I'm saying? So the hardest part is, I mean, a lot of times, man, you feel like, you know, you're fighting the wrong battles, man. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have to fight your players and your parents and to, you know, prove to them that you have their best interest at heart. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because somebody, not everybody can play. You got 12 guys on the team. There are enough minutes for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's not that we have something against, you know, a player. Coaches have to do what's best for the team to be successful. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, kind of dealing with that. In high school, you know, parents have a lot of uh, – are more vocal, you know. Parents, yeah. When you get to college, parents ain't really kicking in the coaches yeah. like that. Yeah. But in high school, you know, parents, you know, have a lot to say and they feel like, you know, they um, – you know, they, they have more room to, mm-hmm. you know, Sway. express their displeasure. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So just, you know, that part of coaching is, is frustrating, man. Dealing yeah. with that, 
you know, um, but high school basketball, it could be the most rewarding. It could be, and it should be the most fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even at the at the coaching level, jobs aren't contingent upon winning and losing like yeah. it is in college or the pros. You know what I mean? And then you and in high school, you spend more time around your teammates, you know, whether it's bus rides, in classes, you know what I mean? Things like that. You guys, the bond is there, you yeah. know what I mean? A little bit more. And then when you get to college, you know what I mean? I think it gets a little bit stronger because you're more independent. You also home. live with them, too. You live with them, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, But the grind is different when you get to college. That yeah. College grind is different. You know, different <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's what you know. high school players better get ready for if they, if they want to play mm-hmm. at any level. You better you better be ready to work. If, yeah. not, if you go, if you ain't working, you're gonna get passed up, guaranteed. That's funny you say that because my coach, whenever I was there, um, like I was working out, like I thought I was working out, and he told me in a, a meeting one time, like, do you even know what you're working on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I had to look at myself in the mirror, like, am I in there like just trying to say I worked out, or am I actually in there working on stuff that I need to work on? So that's yeah. funny that you. Um, said that because that's something that we definitely um that i definitely dealt with in college yeah um but you know getting through you know seasons are long too man mm-hmm. you know so the adversity of kind of making sure the team is on track you yeah know, you don't want to peak in december or january you know what i mean you yeah injuries you know you got to be able to adjust based off of what you may have thought the team was going to be like what how the personnel was going to be versus how things end up working out yeah. you know what i mean so you know, those type of in-season things, you know, you got to always be, you know, there's certain principles you got to stand on, but at the end of the day, you still got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. And because uh, every season, every year, the team dynamic is going to be different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, again, also speaking on high school basketball or yeah, high school, um, you know, we see a lot of guys, especially in this in the area we live in where, they have the talent, but they just don't make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you kind of say the the reasonings for those things? Because there's a like I said, there's a, a lot of guys I even see at these runs that like are just crap. But like you know, what I'm saying for X Y Z, they didn't make it happen for attitude for things like that. What would you kind of say about um, things like that happening going on? I uh, mean, a few things honestly. You know, when it comes to you know guys getting over the hump, you know, I really believe that. Um, you got to be humble, mm-hmm. you know, because we all know the guys who were 12, 13, 14 years old, and, you know, they were ranked nationally, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever that facts. even means, yeah. right? You know, yeah. like, who's doing these rankings? Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. But they think they already made it. Their parents think they've already made it. Social media has told them they already made it, you know what I mean, versus the kid who, man, keeps climbing that ladder. Yeah. You know, my boy um, – Darnell came into town, you know, recently mm-hmm. and, and uh, played at KU. But I remember Darnell when he was a freshman. He was a big old boy, but man, he wasn't he wasn't a really a hooper like that. Yeah. He really was just getting started. Yeah. But just watching Darnell just work, work, work. And man, even to this day, man, one of the most humble dudes, you know, that I know, man, mm-hmm. he came into town, worked CJ out, and texted me after the workout and thank me for letting him use the gym and work my son out. This guy played in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many guys, but that's how you get there. You know what I mean? He, he had confidence in his ability, first and foremost, but at the end of the day, man, he remained humble. You know what I'm saying? And those type of guys are the ones who get over the hump. You know what I mean? We all have things that we're going to struggle with. We all going to have things that not everybody has an easy life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Single parents, no parents. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
maybe had some issues that got may have gotten in trouble and need a second chance. You know, but when you get those opportunities, man, you got to make the most of them. Yep. And guys have to listen, man. Listen to people and find people who really have your best interest at heart and listen, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, you know, especially if you have parents, listen to your parents, man, because you don't want to hear it, but they're telling you through experience. They're probably telling you through mistakes of their own, mm-hmm. you know, to listen to them so you don't bump your head. Yep. So, yeah, no, there's plenty of dudes around Oklahoma, man, that I've seen a lot make it, man. I, the year that I graduated, I graduated in 2002. Mm-hmm. And I would stand on that was the best class of high school basketball in Oklahoma history. Mm-hmm. Period. Go mm-hmm. look it up. There were probably 20 Division One basketball players that graduated in 2002. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see that in Oklahoma. Yeah. There were... I mean, a lot NBA, two NBA, you know, first round draft picks. In yeah. Class. You know what I mean? Among other guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was in the middle of the pack with that group just because it was such a so strong, talented, yeah. talented group. You know what I mean? So, you know, I saw a lot of guys who made it. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? I'm yeah. talking about guys who were, there were probably seven or eight top 100 guys yeah. uh, from Oklahoma in one class. Yeah. Some of them made it. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? There yep. were guys who were kind of under the radar, who worked their way through JUCO or, you know, things like that, even when D2 had great careers, you know, because they stayed the course. Some guys fell short because they thought they already knew it all. They didn't, you know, they didn't want to listen. You know, they didn't want to, they weren't coachable, you know what I'm saying? Off mm-hmm. the court issues, you know, a lot of times you see it, you know, I see it now with guys. I'm just like, man, if they don't figure it out, you see exactly where they're going. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. God, you guys got to hold yourself accountable and figure it out, man. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's your choice. It's your journey. Yeah. You know, can't nobody, you know, uh, you know, make you go anywhere. It's, you got to put your own feet, two, one foot in front of the other, mm-hmm. you know, during this journey, man. So, um, yeah, you know, you guys just got to, you know, be willing to listen, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, and, and make decisions that are, you know, going to help benefit you in the future. Yep, for sure. Um, this was um, kind of thinking about this as you was talking. Um, AAU, circuit, stuff like that. Um, these coaches, it kind of seems like I've been on Twitter a lot, um, especially during AAU season and a lot last year too. It kind of seemed like a lot of – I don't want to like, like misinterpret what I'm saying, but like it seems like we're against each other like coaches-wise, like AAU coaches and stuff, like having issues with – kids going to different programs and playing and stuff like that and um i've seen a lot of people call for us to like like only for the state in general to you know promote their product better they need a kid people need to come together basically instead of you know getting mad over this little petty situations that happen with guys going to different teams and stuff like that kind of yeah talk about um talk, talk about that in your opinion about that stuff like that man that's old heads Still have egos, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of times it's egos. Yeah. You know, um, you know, guys want to win. Guys want to be able to, you know, say they help the kid get to, you know, the next level. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times they lose sight of what we're doing it for. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about us. We had our moment. We had our time. Like, mm-hmm. let make this about the kids. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So sometimes it's true. Some, some coaches might try to cherry pick a kid off of a mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? Listen, can't no no coach can make a kid leave a team. Yeah. So if that player chooses, even if a coach talks to that player, 
and that player leaves to go to another team, that's on that player. That's mm-hmm. on that player's family. You know what I mean? So don't. Yeah. So all the coaches beefing with each other about you know this kid leaving to go to this team, this kid leaving to go to this team, and this coach took my player. Man, listen, if that if they feel like that's what's best for their kid, yeah. that's what they should do. But well, even if it's no like a contracts. better opportunity for them, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Even if even if it's not, if that's yeah. the choice that they think is best. You know, best of luck to him. You yeah. know what I mean? And trust me, I've been through it with CJ. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are willing to help him as long as he's with them. He's with them. Yeah. yeah. You know, but as soon as he leaves, oh, man, I'm going to tell this coach, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that tells me right there, this is never about my son. It's about the program it's and about their the success. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? So that alone lets you know, like, a lot of these organizations, what they're really standing on. Mm-hmm. It's, look at me and look what I can do versus mm-hmm. let me help these kids. I would help every kid in Oklahoma. I've called multiple coaches for players that I've just seen play. Yeah. I've got to figure out their name that I <laughs> this yeah. kid can go. Man, you need to look out for this kid. Yeah. Like, that does no harm to me. All that can do is help somebody else's life. Yeah. Why would I not do that? You know what I'm saying? And these coaches, they want to hold, hold the cards close to their chest because – it doesn't benefit them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is... What they say up front, they care about the kids, stuff like exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's about, I want to show that I'm the best at this. Mm-hmm. Or all the best kids should come to me for this reason. But yeah. no. You say, you know what? I helped the kid over at the other other organization. That's how good of a coach I am. Mm-hmm. That's why your kids should come play for me. Yeah. And that's not what they're doing. And yeah. I think that is a misstep. I think that needs to be addressed. I mean, but at the end of the day, nobody can, you know, change these guys' minds, man. But yeah, yeah it's it's a cold game, man. It really is. Hey, you stuff a lot of times. Just I'm like I said, I'm I'm I stay I stay out of that lane. Yeah. I like to watch it because I think it's kind of like a soap opera. Man, you see it all the time on guys, Twitter. Man. It's like yeah. anytime there's a tournament, there's something going on yeah. with coaches yeah. and stuff like that. And Twitter gives everybody an opportunity to be an expert. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. come on, guys. So, yeah. Everybody wants to give their opinion and be an expert <laughs> yeah. on, on who's the best and who can do what and yeah. this and that. And yeah. 90% of the time is biased versus, you know, for mm-hmm. a kid that they've seen a lot of or they really have some invested interest in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to kind of end on two um, different questions. Um, we talked about this again on the podcast the other day, um, like with mental health and stuff like that, especially mm-hmm. with sports. Um, I dealt with it at during the season. Um with the struggling and I said the other day like sitting in your dorm room because I again I struggled um in college especially that first semester it was bad I almost quit I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever told you this like, I called my mom after one of our games and told her like I was about to quit and sitting in that dorm room every day like just thinking you suck and then there's no one around you you know what I'm saying to kind of mm-hmm. um like I said just get you out of that mindset um has, has mental health ever affected you in your career or anything when it comes to that? I, I mean, know. I think, you know, um, that's a part of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very few people, <laughs> very few people have an easy path when it comes to getting to the top mm-hmm. and reaching their potential, whatever the top is for them. Right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be LeBron James, right? You don't have to get to the apex of basketball to be at the top, be at the top of your game. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. It's hard, you know, and especially when there's things that you can't control inside of a team dynamic, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's always, man, going to be something that has to be paid attention to because 
Man, I'll tell you this. The biggest I tore, I tore both my ACLs playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. I didn't play for two years. I literally tore my ACL in junior college. Got lucky my sophomore year in junior college mm-hmm. to get a Division One scholarship with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Got to that school, had the red shirt, and then the next year after I red shirted, I tore my other ACL in September. Oh, wow. So I sat out two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Why me? You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Like, yeah. I'm 21, 22, thinking I'm about to, you know, really take off. Especially after I recovered from my first one, I was about 21, 22 years mm-hmm. old, feeling great. Yeah. Next season, September, tore another one. Yeah. You know, I could have gave up. I mm-hmm. could have quit. You know what I mean? But, I mean, my parents, you know, and I give God all the credit, man, just to help me, you know, um, give me the fortitude, man, the mental fortitude to understand that hey and I was a young dad too I had a son by that point mm-hmm. CJ was already born mm-hmm. uh, that is bigger than me mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I kept pushing uh, fifth year I was a fifth year junior yeah. you know graduated graduated in four years you know what I mean and and reached a lot of my goals and I didn't understand why but I, I can spend another hour telling you everything happens for a reason all the negative things that happen in your life and you don't understand why I can show you a roadmap of all these valleys, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that, I, that I went through and I came through and got over those hurdles and I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. It put me in a better position. I started my career, you know what I mean, for a Fortune 500 company at 24 years old mm-hmm. because my basketball career was cut shorter than I thought it should have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It gave me a head start to say, you know what? I need to go ahead and start my career. Yeah, start taking you care of family. I mean? Start taking yeah. care of my son. And so I didn't understand it at the time. I thought I should be playing overseas or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I'm six foot seven. You know what I mean? I should yeah. be hooping. But yeah. God had other plans for me. So understand, man, like when things are tough, they are tough for a reason. Mm-hmm. Don't quit. Like, hey, don't ever give up and stop believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Always believe in yourself and understand that as long as you're putting the work in, as long as you're keeping God first, it's going to work out for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely, the because like I said, if I would have quit in that scenario, in my opinion, I wouldn't have, you know, made this growth I feel like I've made. Mm-hmm. made really just been t- like, I don't know why, I say this to everybody all the time, even the my old teammates, their parents, when I see them at Piedmont, like, Forget all the stuff I learned, like with like winning and skill. Like the biggest part of because my, my mentality sucked in high school. Like it was awful. It was awful throughout my whole life. It was awful. And um, you know, say so if I would have quit in that scenario, that I, none of that growth that I made would have yeah. happened. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, I don't know. I, I like talking about that, and I could also you know go on and on about how much this year has changed me mentality wise. Um, it was definitely a life, like a punch in the face. Like, I thought I was, man, I came in, I seen Jordan Thompson committed. I was like, man, it's going to be me and Jordan Thompson backcourt. Definitely mm-hmm. was not that at all. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a, definitely a punch in the mouth. It was an ego burner because, I, like I said, it was like I, I could go on and on about it. Um, but, yeah, no, for sure um, about the – But you're doing a great job, man, because you yeah. – the thing about it, if you keep working and you have a plan while you're working, you're going to see the progress, but you just have to do it day mm-hmm. in, day out, day in, day out. And you will see those the, the development. Mm-hmm. It's going to be small increments. It's 1%. I'm telling you, 1% every 
two or three weeks adds up over the next six months. Yeah. It adds up over the next year. It adds up over the next two years. So by the time, you know, you turn around, you're like, man, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. But now look at me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just hard work does pay off, but it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. I definitely, um, I don't know. I, I talk about it, and I've, I said this the other day on the podcast, too, um, when it comes to, you know, making those progresses and stuff like that and working I don't even want to say this I wanted to say this when we were talking about the working out stuff um if y'all know my father he played football at OU um and he started to you know make some he went to the combine pro stuff like that he stopped basically working out he basically made it and was like okay I'm a party all type of stuff like that and he lives with regret nowadays and the struggles my father has um he's dealt with you know he had um, a bad drug addiction at one point. I didn't see my father for about six, seven years at one point because um, he was dealing with those things. And um, he told me it was because of regret. He regrets not going as hard. You know what I'm saying? He regrets um, basically just taking it more serious once he got to the got to the mountaintop. And so that's kind of why I, I don't – whatever I do with this stuff, I don't want to have regret that he lives with. And I think about that every day. Um but um, now we're kind of going to end with a little um, question we had, or not question, but basically. Um, next year, what's your predictions, um, 6A-wise, um, basketball? You know, kind of looking around. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. uh, the kid from Owasso, man, he's a real dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, uh, he'll definitely make them a contender next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but even though T.L. Barrett left Edmund North <laughs> – they brought in Tramble. Tramble yep. You know what I mean? So the back-to-back state champions, you know, they replace, you know, a really good point guard with another, another really, really good, good point guard. guard. Yeah. So it's hard to bet against them. You yep. know what I mean? If I was to put my money on, on a team, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to, you know, start with Edmund North. Mm-hmm. Santa Fe is going to be good. Yep. Like I said, I think of some of the schools, I think PC North is going to be rebuilding, but I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to watch, you know, a lot of these teams, uh, you know, even on the east side of the state, you know, mm-hmm. figured out Jinx, Broken Arrow, you yeah. know what I'm saying, Union, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of those schools over there. And they'll, they'll be they'll be fighting, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of guys graduated, so I think the balance of power is going to shift a little bit yeah. uh, in 6A especially. But, yeah, man, my money's on. My money's on that. Back-to-back state champ. Yeah, yeah. Three-peat, I think. Yeah. It's on the way. Man. You think they – I've seen this on Twitter. You think they compete with that Midwest City team from, like, 2000 – what was it? What year was it? 2001? Not or even close. Not even close? Not even close. i seen it on Twitter. I, I never watched them, so I was going to ask you. Not just, even close. No. Did they, did they three-peat as well? No. They – because we won in 2002. Mm-hmm. They won, I think, back-to-back. Okay, uh, okay. But yeah, no, that Midwest City team was just built completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yeah, Sheldon Williams, he's a number all-time leading shot blocker in the ACC. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, number five pick in the NBA draft. You're not seeing guys yeah. walking around <laughs> yeah. like that right now, yeah. along with D'Angelo Alexander and a bunch of other guys who mm-hmm. you know, four star, five star type level players. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So basketball then was a little bit. I would say a little bit tougher yeah. than it is right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. some good players, you know, but you're looking at Edmund North. They may have, you know, one or two guys that – they'll probably have four or five guys play college ball, mm-hmm. but just not at the caliber that the guys who were playing back then. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. There's there's quite a few teams, not just 6A teams, back 
in the early 2000s that were, I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, I seen it on Twitter. I, again, I didn't. I wasn't even born when that happened, so I just thought yeah. see see your thoughts on that. Um, and one more before we get out of here. Um, a big debate going on around Oklahoma um, is this shot clock deal. Um, that's something that I feel like I was one of my bigger adjustments going on going into college. Um, what do you think? You, the yeah, shot clock. I, mean, I think it forces coaches to have to coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we see a lot of that going on in the playoffs. That was yeah. Yeah, you know, they want to stall ball and. You know, if your talent's not there, I'm going to hold the ball for 40, 50 seconds just so the other team can't score. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's going to force these coaches to really have to figure out how to coach with less talent yep. or develop the talent that they have. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer. You know, it's not stalling. Yeah. You know, this is not what basketball is about. Yeah. You know, you got to figure out how to make your team reach their potential and it shouldn't take more than 30 seconds to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. So, yeah, yeah no, it needs to happen. It's well past due. You think it's going You think it's going to? Because then they have to just have a vote, and it was like, Yeah, no. I, think, I think eventually, you know, um, there's obviously money involved mm-hmm. as far as, you know, getting that. You got to have another person to run the clock. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to actually buy the equipment. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that investments that need to be made, you know what I mean? Yeah. To make it happen, but it, it'll improve the game for yeah, sure. Yeah, it'll for sure. It'll definitely improve the quality and the brand of Oklahoma high school basketball. Oh, we're behind on a couple of things in Oklahoma. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that's one of the one of the few well, that yeah. I add on that list. Yeah. And yeah, I man, um, that's all we have for today. Do you have anything else you want? To yeah, talk man, about? I'm proud of you, Jace. I just want to say that, man. I think you know you doing this podcast. You're stepping out and doing something that you have a passion for. You're talking about something you have a passion for. I think that is one of the most important things in life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to make a dime off of this, but I'm telling you, you're doing it because you're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're passionate about something, you're going to give your effort. And then when you do something like that, that's when you become successful. Yeah, you know, what sure. I, mean? I can Fox Sports or ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know no, I'm, I'm definitely a first take. Call exactly. me when Stephen A. retire. You know, and so you know, I just challenge and encourage you know anyone listening, man, like. Follow your dreams, man. But you got to take the steps to do it. A lot of people say they want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. They don't do it. Yeah. A lot of people say they want to do this and do that, and they don't do it. You are doing. Mm-hmm. Be a doer. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Do it. You will get better, just like anything else. You, over time, if you continue to do it, you will improve, and that's what you're doing, man. So I'm proud of you, man. And I'm excited to watch you. You know, appreciate uh, you on the court. And listen, I'm, I'm, I've been playing. I'm back. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm hey, back, Jason. I, I, t- so, I tried to get you for the fifth today, bro. I was so like, yeah. I got, I, we got our fifth right listen, here. <laughs> I'm back. So y'all gonna see me on the court next Wednesday? Man, listen, just let me know. Hey, let um, me know. I'm built for it. Man. Runs this weekend. I'm here for it. I'm gonna I'm let just you know. Y'all, All man. right. Listen, I'm like uh, Black Jokic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a I've never seen you hoop before, so it's I got a problem. I gotta man. see what it is. It's a problem. You're young fellas, I can teach y'all something. All right, man. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up nah, this weekend, man. Let's do it. All right. I appreciate it, man. But no, for sure. Appreciate you yeah. stopping by. Yeah. Um, he'll probably be on again sometime. Um, like I said, sorry for the bunch of the audio issues. You're probably hearing them right now, very echoed. My mic messed up, and then my little small mic died midway through. Um, but it is what it is. Um, this is a great episode. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll announce the guest um, sometime tonight. Um, again, appreciate you for stopping by. Yeah, appreciate um, it. And, um, yeah, we're going to head out of here. Appreciate y'all.